Howdy folks, welcome to our podcast, American Cowboy in New Zealand. This is Ben Longwell with True West Horsemanship. We're glad you're here. Join us as we share stories and adventures and interview extraordinary men and women in the equine and ranching industries to gain insight into horsemanship and life itself. It is our mission to help people and their horses better understand one another and achieve together that which they cannot do individually. Thanks for riding along with us. Howdy, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. Sure hope you're having a great day wherever you are in the world. We are going to be talking about our next stage of the five fundamentals, the third installment, and what it it takes to develop our horses in these foundational elements. When it comes to our initial groundwork, early stages of riding, in other words, getting the basics established, it seems many folks are not clear what specific principles they're working on or what priority things should take if there is confusion, resistance, reaction, etc. This series is on the physical aspects of what we are trying to develop in any ridden horse, regardless of discipline, but I want to emphasize again that we must always look deeper than just physical outcomes. The mental and emotional states of our horse determine not only what they do, physically, but also the quality of those things that we are ultimately looking for. In the first and second parts of this series, we dissected the initial fundamentals we can work on establishing from a very young age in our horses, those being good quality, forward movement, and suppleness. Make sure you listen to episodes 9 and 13 if you haven't yet. Without the ability to ask for good movement with impulsion, everything else becomes difficult, if not impossible. I see this a lot at clinics with horses that are, shall we say, more energy conservative. They are difficult to maneuver. It's difficult to ask them to do much of anything if they can, you can hardly ask them to even move with any kind of quality. And then without the idea of suppleness and flexion, the movement we do get may be stiff or braced. It may be reactive or hard to direct. And it is going to also lack beneficial gymnastic development in that as well. So this really brings us right into our next two fundamentals, which are balance and strength. We began to touch on these in the last episode on the five fundamentals because these things are so intertwined. Remember, these are physical qualities that we want to progressively develop in both our groundwork and ridden work, building on the foundation we've established for horses of any breed or any discipline. Understanding each of these fundamentals and having them clear in our minds can help us to be more clear avoid many common pitfalls, and progress with our horses in significant development of mind and body. To begin with, the idea of combining the movement and suppleness of our initial fundamentals requires a horse to begin to balance in a different way than they typically do, especially for any prolonged amounts of time. So at the beginning, 
the groundwork helps us shape the way we want them moving and it will only be for short periods that most young horses will be capable of maneuvering correctly. This is why the ideas of balance and strength are intrinsically tied together. Through good quality movement with suppleness, we are asking our horses to balance in a specific way which will require the development of musculature or strength for, that's beneficial for the health and well-being of the ridden athlete as well as being practically useful for us as riders, regardless of what discipline or type of riding that we do. See, left to themselves, horses tend to balance on the diagonal, or another way to put that would be with synchronized movement of their diagonal pair of legs. So they do this while maintaining a relatively straight or closed spine. Of course, they're quick to balance and rebalance as they need to maneuver for safety or playing amongst themselves. But this means, this, this diagonal balance with a closed spine means that they're always in a state prepared to flee from danger. So they will use what we call arc balance, A-R-C, arc balance, only while playing with other horses but they only maintain that for a few strides at most. Many, many people ride their horses with the natural diagonal balance, the, the closed spine, and not ever think anything about it. But the majority of that riding, that work, will lack any suppleness, and their horses are not usually truly responsive. There's a lot of reactive type work that goes into that, and then there's a lot of resistant uh, work that goes into that, where the horse is, is may or may not, you know, basically be doing what they're asked, but they're not truly responsive. Plus, the horse runs the risk of breaking down structurally because of the strain put on the skeletal system without the muscular system being developed to carry the weight of the rider correctly, especially at speed or and or for long periods of time. We mentioned in the last episode on the fundamentals about, you know, the 15-year-old trail riding horse, dude horse, that gets ridden a lot. There are long periods of time, long rides, lots of riding. He's cardiovascularly fit, but his spine is breaking down, his back is starting to sway. And that is an example of what I'm talking about here. To help us grasp this, I want to read about the closed and open back from Mike Bridges' book, The Art of Making the California-Style Vaquero Bridle Horse. This is an excellent resource, not just for those of us who are passionate about the vaquero traditions of the bridle horse, the hackamore, and all that goes into that historical tradition, but for anyone who wants to understand good foundational fundamentals of horsemanship and developing horses that truly operate the best they possibly can. So here is a quote. A closed back on a horse refers to the position of the spinose processes, which are attached to the vertebra of the spinal column. 
When we refer to the back being in a closed position, the spinose processes of the thoracic vertebra are close together and the major muscle groups of the back, primarily the loin and lumbar muscles, are in an extended position with resistance in them. This is the position the back would need to be in to create pure thrust in the legs to go to flight or run around the racetrack flat out. When I refer to the back being open or a round back, this is when the back extends itself by separating the spinous processes slightly more in the direction of an arc line and the major muscle groups in the back have extended without resistance but hold tone. In this configuration the thrust of the legs has lifting energy along with thrusting energy and is the position necessary to create collection or a degree of collection." End quote. So a few things I want to draw out there. First, the resistance or brace in the muscles when the back is closed. This is why I always emphasize that there are elements of trust and understanding required in our horses right from the very beginning, right from the very start, we want to be developing these even with something as simple as lateral flexion at the standstill that includes mental engagement. And I talk about these things. I've got some videos even on YouTube that detail how something as simple as lateral flexion at the standstill needs to involve the mental engagement of the horse looking around and hooking on or looking us up and that we need to acknowledge and understand that a horse in that moment, in that state, is also working on that emotional side or the trust because he is in a vulnerable state. He is in a place where he physically, mentally, is not ready to flee. We are asking him to trust us right there. We are asking him to turn loose, not just physically, but to turn loose of that survival mechanism, that instinctive desire to remain ready and prepared at all times to flee. And we are asking him to trust us. I've got some of those videos on that YouTube channel if you haven't checked that out. And then also, of course, my full groundwork series in my online video library. Check it out at truewesthorsemanship.com. It, we break these things down from the very beginning and we can develop trust and understanding, which if you'll remember, we talked about early on in this podcast about response, reaction, and resistance, and that response truly can only come through those basics of trust and understanding, which are the emotional and mental sides. I always say our horses need to be okay mentally and emotionally that okayness. The horse has to trust us and feel okay about his situation to really operate in this way that we're talking about, especially to do so for more than a few seconds as we develop this progressively. Secondly, the reference in the quote from Mike's book, the reference to any collected work requiring the position of a round back. Now this would include coiling of the loin, engagement of the hindquarter, and elevation of the forehand, but 
not necessarily demanding any frame like is focused on so much in certain disciplines. We may use our hands to ask the horse to soften at the pole in vertical flexion, but if it is not in the horse's mind to soften and carry that himself, it will not be light, and a rider can end up building a brace into the horse instead of helping to remove it. We want to be able to set it up for him to find a longitudinal balance that shifts the majority of the weight off of his fore and onto the hindquarter. And again, the basis for these communications starts in the groundwork. We eventually want to be able to ask for this arc balance or roundness from the horse at any time and for him to be able to willingly sustain it for prolonged periods of time or for periods of time that gradually get longer and longer. This is a process that will take a great deal of time and consistency in the way we ride and the amount of riding that we do. The horse will test your communications at times, needing clarity and boundaries for his own safety and understanding, and at other times will lose the balance due to a lack of strength or transitions of speed, gait, or direction. There is a constant process of balancing and rebalancing. The better that we ride, the sooner we can feel that loss of balance, the less we need to do to help our horses rebalance. I do not believe that we need to be personally interested in dressage or reining or some of these other competitions where some of these things are focused on in order for us as riders, as aspiring horsemen, to seek to develop this kind of foundation in our horses. All of the higher level work is so beneficial for our horses. It improves our abilities as horsemen and can be extremely practical in real life scenarios from obstacles and trail riding to roping and cow work. The practical scenarios where being able to position our horses accurately becomes so important and so beneficial. It's not only useful, but it can actually help us stay safe. It, it could be a, a matter of life and death in many situations. I know for me, it's always exciting to see a rider's eyes light up in my cattle work clinics as these things begin to come into place and their horses are sharing in the purpose of this maneuverability. And so it's not only the rider's eyes that are lighting up, but you can see it in the horses and the way they move and the way they're working. They are enjoying this work as well. And it's a coming together, a shared purpose and a unification of everything that we work on as, as horsemen. Now, if you want to get started or further your understanding with either groundwork or ridden work, developing the fundamentals of balance and strength, be sure and check out the wide range of instruction in our online video library, which starts with a free trial at our website, truewesthorsemanship.com. You, you will not regret it. We get so much good feedback from this, guys. So if you are serious about you want to lay hold of this and just start 
start with the simple, start with the basic, basic, basic stuff uh, and build from there. It's just, a, it can be a gradual thing. It can, you can take your time with it and those videos help give you the understanding of what you're doing and what you're looking for. Again, both on the ground and under saddle. So that's all from me today. Hey, thanks for listening. Keep a leg on each side and your mind in the middle. And we'll catch you down the road. Well, that's all from us today. Thank you for listening to American Cowboy in New Zealand. If you like this episode, please share and leave your five-star rating or review. Remember, you can find us on social media or our website, truewesthorsemanship.com.